Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us for episode 47 of Cape Side Combos. I am Rick Huntsman. This is Quince. And we are coming to you guys live right now from American Top Team right here in Watertown. Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate you guys tuning in, uh, whether it's right now on the spot or a little bit later on. Um, big shout out to, of course, American Top Team uh, for being a supporter and a sponsor. Uh, big shout out to Tunes 92.5 mm -hmm. uh, for supporting and for sponsoring. Uh, and of course, you know, I'm here representing uh, Hold Down Upstate, uh, nice. which you can find on Facebook um, all day, every day. Um, and day one as well. Yeah, yep. day one, man. Uh, kind of uh, kind of interesting how how all that's evolved, man, because when we, when we first started, it's pretty much all we talked about was, you know, day one, Hold Down Upstate. And, right. uh, a lot of community involvement and everything. And actually, you were just uh, sharing some some pretty cool stuff with me about what Hold Down Upstate's kind of um, getting accomplished in, in the community. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I actually, uh, pretty lately, I've kind of backed off the, the the day one stuff. I mean, you know, active on Instagram, and that's where the mindset and everything is. But uh, right. it's funny that you know, I don't know, just kind of little trip down memory lane. You know, a year and a half ago or so when we. Yeah, when we first started this, and it's it's uh, it's constantly changing and adapting, but yet it's still the same in its core yeah. sense yeah. and core values. And I think when we talk about uh, sponsors or you know supporters, uh, you know we're we're talking you know morally in a sense. Sure. Uh, sure. Um, you know, in the fact that uh, a lot of what we do in these uh, uh, organizations uh, separately, a lot of what we do in our lives are very. Yeah. Um, community-based sure. and community-driven and uh, as we growingly understand the importance of our role within that and uh, you know when we come across these other organizations the conversations already there yeah and the language yeah. is already there yeah. so you see it start to change and adapt uh, as we uh, link with other people who we uh, who are just like-minded sure and with that you know we bring our core values but then we gain um, you know, additional values as yeah, far yeah, as how yeah. everybody else's perspective uh, plays a role into that. So that's why I say constantly changing and adapting, yet still, still staying the same. same. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Same, 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 but different. Same, yeah. same, but yeah. different. <laughs> so, um, what's actually uh, uh, kind of cool about this topic is it um, uh, kind of reverts back to where, for me, where day one really started. Mm -hmm. So today we're going to talk about uh, the virtue of vice. Right? So usually we think of, um, you know, vice, it, it's usually virtue versus vice, mm -hmm. right? Um, but kind of, you know, a little bit what I want to touch on today and, it's, uh, you know, the uh, pretty common theme through a lot of my notes is what we can learn through our vices, right? And for me, what day one really started with was uh, dealing with alcoholism, mm -hmm. dealing with depression and how those two things were linked together, right? And, uh, um, the you know, the day one mindset comes from you know approach every day like it's the, the only day that you have you know and you uh if you talk to anybody who's ever done um alcoholics anonymous or any recovery programs and stuff that's mm -hmm. a lot of what uh recovering addicts focus on um i was able to use that to deal with you know my depression and the subsequent anxiety that went through you know with all that uh but you know kind of everything everything comes a little bit full circle right yeah. so uh um I always think it's kind of funny the where this topic started for me, um, and I'll share that, and then we'll just kind of kind of run from there. Is uh, I actually started thinking about 
the virtuousness of having vice in your life when uh, I, was, I was looking at professional athletes and the injury rate of uh, professional athletes is very, very high. It seems, it seems every single season, like all-star caliber athletes are getting hurt. Mm -hmm. um, and I started, uh, you know, kind of wondering, wondering why that is. And a lot of it has to do with, with sports medicine or like early or, uh, yeah, early specialization in athletes as kids. That increases the injury rate later in life and all this other stuff. But uh, one thing that I started thinking of is you look at guys like Babe Ruth and, and Mickey Mantle and like old world, you know, old world, early 1900s athletes. And these guys were booze hounds. They smoked cigars while they were playing, chewing tobacco. They fucking drank heavily, you know, and pitchers in the early 1900s were, were pitching nine inning games all the time. Mm -hmm. You didn't have relief pitchers, you know, closing pitchers and all that. You just had, that was your pitcher for the day. And these guys would pitch, you know, four games a week and throw their arms out and guys would play hurt all the time and stuff. And uh, comically in my mind to kind of get back around to the initial starting point of this is uh, I thought, well, that's the reason they could play so hard is because they partied hard. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And they, they drained, they didn't really take care of their bodies, but they were just involved in life and they had that vice. And I think a lot of, I mean, obviously professional athletes now still party and I mean, you see- They do? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh Lord. Well, usually when they do, it hits the headlines. There's all kinds of accusations from the, the women they philander with and sure. the, you know, behind the scenes and stuff. But, um, you know, now that athletes are, are driven to be so pristine and treat their bodies like finely tuned machines and mm -hmm. stuff in there, uh, vice is a very dirty word, you know, alcoholism and, and drug abuse and all that stuff. And obviously it, it happens. I'm not promoting. We'll fine tune what I'm saying right now a little bit later. I'm just going <laughs> to let that one run. So, so do drugs, drink hard if yeah. you want to be a professional athlete with longevity. Right? But that seemed to be, uh, for me, the funniest thing, that the difference, you know, between 100 years ago and now is that you never heard about athletes getting injured back then, but obviously, you know, they were just getting drunk and you didn't fucking think about it, you know? So, sure. uh, no social media. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So the, uh, the vice, um, the vice kind of being there and, and tempering the, uh, this hardcore discipline that's, you know, drilled into people at such a young age. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? When you're, when you're 12 years old, you're told if you, you steer from this path at all, you're fucked up and you're never going to make it big. Right. You know what I mean? Whereas at a certain point, I think there's got to be a sweet spot between, you know, discipline and vice. You know, you have to pepper that in if you want to have longevity, you yeah. know, if you want to have the mental health on it. And I mean, physical health too. Yeah. Because, you know, I think the whole, uh, it's just a uh, super interesting take. Yeah. The virtue of vice. Uh, it is. Because yes, right it's <laughs> super interesting take because, um, it, at, you know, it's certainly not how I would describe it. Um, virtue and vice being, honestly, um, complete opposite ends of the spectrum. You know, so right. it's almost an oxymoron there. Um, but, you know, you talk about being able to learn uh, self through vice. Sure. And that I agree with uh, 100%. Um, because... So what I did first, I was thinking about, you know, I, of course, looked up vice, which, of course, even by definition is something uh, negative. You know, it's a, it's a um, negative, like, character trait or a negative thing, that, uh, the activity that somebody is involved in. Mm -hmm. um, and so I broke that down a little bit, and I was thinking 
vice versus leisure. Uh, because on the surface, they seem very similar as far as, uh, you know, uh, in characteristic in regards to activities. Right. So, say if it's smoking or drinking, um, gambling, experiment, uh, you know, experiencing with drugs, um, chasing women or the opposite sex, uh, these all give a, uh, they release what, what is it, serotonin, mm -hmm. you know, feel good the things, they're enjoyable to do as far as just being human and we call it just living a little bit. Sure. You know, think about, um, you know, you raised the example with uh, athletes now who are, have very stringent uh, work process and demands of them from a very young age and so that's all they're doing. You know, uh, in the same regard, think of, uh, say, parents or a school system um, that keeps kids very aligned. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, strict rules and regulations as they grow up. And then what happens when you go to college? Right. Uh, not guaranteed, but now uh, you don't know how to. People kind of lose their shit a little bit yeah. because you don't know how to um, self-regulate mm -hmm. and you don't know how to. Uh, cope in these ways exactly. and balance this sort of stuff. Exactly. So uh, I agree 100% with that. And back to the leisure versus vice, you know, leisure being something that we do in our free time, uh, something that's enjoyable. Um, but uh, as it uh, refers to vice, because uh, there are a lot of the same things, vice to me seems to be something that we do. Um, uh, end up doing out of compulsion yeah. yeah you know and so I think um kind of I think one of the biggest things so to differentiate between leisure and vice is because if you look at you, you have to have a disciplined mindset or mm -hmm. ideally we have a disciplined mindset right we, we have discipline in our daily lives but you just talked about the overindulgence of discipline mm -hmm. right so the, the vice of discipline right so the virtue of vice and then we have the vice of discipline which okay. discipline is always regarded as a strong attribute, right? So mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times you look at, at religious institutes to, for schooling and stuff like that are, are uh, typically very, very rigid. And like you said, and the students get released in the free world and then right. they, they lose their shit. Um, but I think that the difference between leisure and vice is leisure is instilled in the discipline program, right? Whereas vice is disruptive of discipline. So. Any, any good training regimen you put yourself in has rest incorporated into it. You train for six days, you rest for one, or you train for three days, you rest for one, train for two days, rest for one, you know what I mean? There's always rest implemented in there. There's leisure time incorporated to any structured, disciplined lifestyle, mm -hmm. right? Because if you just go hard 24 hours a day, you break down. Yes. And then when you do have the opportunity to indulge in leisure or vice, it becomes consuming, right? So I think that maybe the difference between leisure and vice is vice would be disruptive of a disciplined mindset. Uh, agree completely. Because, yeah. uh, you know, I was speaking of compulsion before. Right, and sure. I think uh, that compulsion, that compulsive nature is the breakdown of uh, the traits that we hold in such high regard, which right. is, uh, you know, self-control and discipline and yeah. willpower. Yeah. So uh, without those, those being the glue that hold together all of these other aspects that allow us to continue to move forward. Right. And if we're losing that breakdown, that glue of discipline and uh, self-control, um, we're no longer moving forward. And I think that's when it becomes a vice 
because like you said, it's disruptive to yeah, forward yeah. progress. It's yeah. disruptive to quality of life. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in that regard, um, I think there's a lot to be learned because uh, you realize um, that what is done uh, at first in leisure and then uh, compulsively, mm -hmm. uh, which causes that breakdown, uh, you realize that you're doing, and this varies from individual to individual as far as uh, how we define vices um, and why we use them compulsively. But oftentimes, uh, they are coping mechanisms. Sure. They're coping mechanisms uh, for usually uh, underutilized or underdeveloped skills, whether it's life skills, uh, whether it's social skills, um, or, or what have you, you know, the range goes from, like how many times are people like un uncomfortable in social situations uh, and they have any level of social anxiety, so uh, if they have a couple drinks, they can better, you know, uh, regulate the self uh, within a crowd of people. Right. And, and that's, that's human, yeah, you know, that's sure. human. Uh, but if you don't uh, address if you don't address the, the anxiety, you know, why, why these might, why this might be an issue, or maybe if you don't like confrontation, sure. or, you know, or certain fears, um, if you don't address these core issues, then these um, vices that we use to cope, uh, we continue to use, and then we continue, we become dependent on. Yeah. So um, that, uh, one of the notes I wrote down was um, conquering vice. Mm -hmm requires conquering your ego, right? So um, dealing with being in a social situation and being uncomfortable, mm -hmm. um, we have, so the way ego weighs in on that, right, is that uh, we have a fear of looking stupid. Mm -hmm. We have a fear of being perceived as being awkward. Uh, so we mask up that fear, we protect our ego, we protect our, our fears Right, we keep ourselves away from that fear by having a couple of drinks, and then you you click that inhibition off, mm -hmm. and you uh, chemically reduce your ego for a little while because mm -hmm. you don't care about looking stupid, right? Um, but it's an avoidance, and so in order to understand that vice, and you know, so again, the, the reason I I chose virtue of vice is because we can study ourselves through the vices that we choose understand kind of exactly what you're saying. Why do we choose this vice or when? When, when yeah. do we choose it, right? Why do we choose it? Uh, how did we get to the point where this went from a leisure activity to a vice? Mm -hmm. And you know, how can we, can, can we challenge our ego? Can we shut our ego off, get rid of this vice, and then re-enter the world as a stronger individual, mm -hmm. you know, without need for the crutch? Um, and uh, it's hard. Uh, it's the hardest thing, yeah. you know, uh, at times, you know, being uh, the ability to be honest with our shortcomings. Yeah. Uh, I don't know anything more difficult than that. Um, it's very, uh, it leaves us very vulnerable. Um, and I think those same shortcomings are what, you know, kind of throws us off, say it's in social uh, situations, is that, no, is that a battery thing? No, that's fine. That's fine. 20% no. 20, 20 battery is fine. It'll get us through. Is that? <laughs> it's probably fine. We got it. It should fine. be okay. <laughs> uh, we'll just talk really fast like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, in that sense, there's so much to be learned. Yeah. There's yeah. so much to be learned. Uh, it was kind of, what was I talking about before? 
the fact that, oh, it's difficult. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with self about our shortcomings. Yeah. One of the most difficult things. Um, but the, but, it, but, it, but it's essential. Right. And it's essential. And uh, a lot of us don't learn that uh, until, you know, we're hitting rock bottom with some of these vices. Right. You know, because as we continue with a vice, uh, it starts to not only become a crutch, uh, but, you know, it's how we speak of addiction. Sure, uh, sure. Because these vices, and, and um, you know, these vices end up uh, can end up changing our internal chemistry. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, which then it becomes even harder to get out of them and reverse that. Um, but usually, when we hit rock bottom and we're like, we have to come face to face and come to terms with all of these things that we're talking about now that we could have and should have uh, learned prior to. Yeah. about how we got it, why we use this vice, whether this particular vice, when we use it. Yeah. Um, uh, that's usually the point in time in which we can kind of, where we're forced to have those difficult conversations or yeah. reflections. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, one of the definitions of vice, just uh, define it as a bad habit. Right. Okay. So uh, obviously drinking, excessively drinking daily is a bad habit, right? Mm. So uh, smoking is a bad habit, right? Um, what about biting your fingernails? If people would classify that as a bad habit, right? Mm. But if I say, if I say biting my fingernails is my vice, that doesn't sit right, does it? Doesn't, no. <laughs> doesn't quite seem. No, I have that. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, ahead, so the, uh, We'll let you get into whatever's cracking you up no, in a second. No, I'd rather not. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so 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 biting your nails or something, you know, they say, okay, well that's by you know Webster Miriam and Miriam definition, that's it's a vice. But is it really though? Because to a certain extent, I mean, if you just if you bite your your fingernails out of being nervous, or I mean, for me, I'll bite my fingernails when say. You know, I, I'm on the drive home and I notice they're getting long yeah. and I'll just do, 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 nip them off real quick, right? right? So sure, it's a bad habit, but I think what really defines something as becoming a vice is whether if we're using it for avoidance or if we're doing it um, out of compulsion and it's mm -hmm. destructive. It's the functionality. Or out of control, you know yes. what I mean? Uh, and then I think that's where vice slips easily into addiction. Um, and it's, and it doesn't just have to be uh, chemical. It doesn't have to be just be drugs and alcohol and stuff. Uh, it can be emotional. It can be emotional sure. advice. You know, one big thing I've been very, uh, sensitive to lately. And, and by that, I just be very aware of when it's going on is, uh, um, shit talking mm -hmm. is when people have a need to, um, either speak illy of people or when they frame everything in a negative mindset. Right. Right. And that I think is a vice sure. because just like a chemical addiction, they use it for avoidance. They're not having conversations with themselves or it's easy to shed a negative light on somebody else to take the, that light away from you. Mm -hmm. right? And it's a vice because it's, it's not only destructive to, you know, to the person that's talking, but it's, it's mean and it's destructive to other people, sure. you know, or if you, Everybody knows somebody who's negative about everything. How's your day? Oh, well, these are the 10 things that are going wrong today. Right. And it's, uh, we talked a while, you know, kind of, uh, you were using the phrase energy vampires, and we talked mm -hmm. a few months ago about energy. 
and uh, you start draining that life out of other people by speaking like that mm -hmm. you know and it's it's a vice and it's destructive it's a it's avoided behavior and it's damaging to yourself and it's damaging to other people around you yeah and I think you know again really that vice to define for ourselves whether it's a vice or it's a, a bad habit or it's a, a a weird you know idiosyncrasy of our personality you know what I mean right. but that challenges us to define what's a vice for us and decide if it's something we want to conquer or put ourselves into a situation where we have the strength to conquer it yeah you absolutely um, and and that's a good point is that the functionality is what separates a leisure activity from vice sure. um, as far as you know what we do in our spare time uh, which oftentimes leads to moderation uh, sure. and as it changes if the, if the functionality now is to uh, is that avoidance of what we're trying to cover up or those shortcomings of ourself uh, to where it then becomes compulsive and things of that nature so you know when you were talking about it could be something as um, I don't want to say as is uh, as, 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 um, little or menial as biting nails right and I started laughing because that scene from uh, you ever see half-baked oh yeah, yeah when he's up yeah. he, he stands up uh, maybe it's like a AA or something like that and he says you know I, I'm Dave Chappelle <laughs> and I smoke weed yeah. and someone in the back yells look Bob smoke weed Bob Seger yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to <laughs> or Bob Saget okay, Bob, you know? Bob yeah. Saget yeah Bob Saget so, yeah, yeah, so yeah. you know uh, <laughs> so, so that's why I was laughing <laughs> And I, just, Eddie, I hope everybody who watches this knows exactly what I'm saying because you edit it for, for, uh, yeah. for decency sake. But uh, oh man, too funny. So I was thinking about you're up there saying, "Yeah, I bite my I nails, nails yeah. Yeah, compulsively." <laughs> uh, so I had oh, to at least that's frame the reference so I didn't look like a crazy person. Uh, if you guys have to go fucking watch that movie, goddamn it, that's awesome. Um, but it is, you know. So so we're talking about from moderation till. To compulsiveness, um, sure. <laughs> Sick reference, dude. Uh, great. Fuck, that's shit. That's all I have. All right, guys, that's but, a wrap. We're gonna shut it down. Um, what was the last thing that you were? Uh, I don't even know now. Jeez. Uh, but I said, uh, essentially, um, how we can challenge ourselves to examine our vices mm -hmm. or examine, you know, is it is it a bad habit? You know, how do we define it? And again. It, I feel like ego and vice are they coexist because mm -hmm. if you sugarcoat things for yourself and you say, well, it's not a vice because I have it under control. It's not an addiction because I have it under control. Mm -hmm. That's protecting your ego because nobody wants to admit when they're wrong. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's, I, I mean, right or wrong, if you want to conquer the vice, you, you have to challenge that. You know, you have to define it as such. You mm -hmm. have to, vice feels like a weakness. Saying, I, this is my vice right. is saying, this is what I'm weak to. This is the chink in my armor. And yep. you have to admit that you're vulnerable and you have to challenge yourself to change. And it's not easy and it's not comfortable. And there are all kinds of vices we can choose to yeah. avoid having to deal with that conversation as well. Yeah. So, so, you know, uh, the vice itself, the use of the vice compulsively is a weakness. Um, the working to understand the vice um, can be a strength in that sense. Absolutely. So that's where the vice becomes Absolutely. a strength. That's, that's where the, the virtuous aspect of it, you know, is from, it's not necessarily that uh, vice provides us virtue, but it's right. 
challenging ourselves to understand it that becomes a virtuous trait. Correct. You know? Correct. Um, now, how can we, before it becomes a vice, is there a way to, there's no way to correct a vice before it becomes a vice. So once it becomes a vice, uh, you were talking a little bit about how we use that to um, strengthen our discipline through that vice. Right. Um, how, so that's something that uh, I, it was, mm -hmm. I was having trouble wrapping my mind around. Right. So you don't, so, because oftentimes something becomes a vice and, and now I don't want to blend it too much with vice and addiction. Sure, are you, sure, are you sure. keeping those two separate? Yeah, so um, I think that, uh, so um, leisure can lead to a habit, can lead to vice, can lead to addiction. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, I don't want to undermine the severity of addiction okay. and I don't want to just make it sound the same as a vice, right? right? Um, <laughs> and so here's kind of where I think vice can be an okay thing. Right. Um, so we talked about the difference between vice and leisure. Mm -hmm. Now, in your leisure time, in your allotted leisure time, in your whole discipline schedule and, and regimen, right? In your allotted leisure time, if you have something that you know can get easily out of hand, that has been addiction before, for me it was alcohol. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? In my leisure time, sometimes I will drink. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and sometimes there will be a weekend where I'll say. I'm gonna fucking send it this weekend. Right. And it's just gonna be drinking and the bad food that goes with it and just the physical misery that accompanies it. And I sure. accept that that's gonna be because the reality of the situation for me in examining my addiction, examining my vice, examining my habits and stuff was that I loved being drunk. Mm -hmm. And I loved partying and everything that went with it and being up until 4 a.m. And, and I liked what right. I did. And I, you know, I did it for pretty significant part of a decade, mm -hmm. you know, from, well, probably time I was about 19 until late 20s, you know, and uh, so, I mean, every bit of a decade, almost the entire time I was in my 20s, yeah. uh, and I enjoyed it, <laughs> you know, um, but I understand once I kind of came out of that, and I, you know, I was sober for a year, and I really examined the control that I let that have over my life, mm -hmm. I know... I define it as a vice for me because I understand the capacity for it to get out of control. And being in a disciplined mindset now and understanding that as a weakness, when I allow myself the time to do it, I understand that I'm going to do it for that little bit of time and then I'm going to stop doing it because I know if I extend my boundaries that I've set for myself, that it's gonna become problematic. So I can use this vice essentially my self-discovery that I, you know, endured through realizing it as an addiction and realizing it as a vice, mm -hmm. but I can incorporate that and, and uh, reinforce my discipline too, sure. right? So I say, okay, well, uh, Saturday night we're going over to my friend's house. We're going to watch the fights. I'm going to have some drinks, and I I try not to limit myself to how many drinks I'm going to have, right? Because I found through trial and error that if I set a number on it that's when I tend to exceed it. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just say, I'm gonna have some drinks and whatever goes with it, goes with it. I'm gonna sneeze real quick. Maybe. Nope, you're not gonna have Set it. yourself <laughs> out. Oh, yep. there, it, there it goes. <laughs> See, same thing as setting a number on the drinks. If I say I'm gonna sneeze, then it's not gonna happen. Right. <laughs> uh, but knowing that, I, you know, so that's where it stays 
as leisure time. Mm -hmm. So you can indulge in vice in your leisure time, you know. Um, but I think vice, for it to really be a vice and for it to be more than a bad habit, it has to be something that could easily get out of control and could easily right. consume you. And that's why vice is, is regarded as being so dangerous. Yeah. You know? Uh, you know, and I find that when trying to um, differentiate between the two, because um, like I said, like we said, they look the same on the surface. Sure. Uh, I find often with vice, um, after doing it, consuming it, or what have you, um, there is a cycle that comes after that, you know, um, of like guilt and shame right. and yeah, blame yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that yeah. one goes through, um, that one doesn't nece necessarily go through uh, when done in leisure time. Um, yeah. So exactly what you're talking about. You could be doing the same thing that you did in the 20s yeah. when you say, okay, I'm going to use this time, this weekend, uh, to indulge. Yeah. And yeah, you might feel like shit waking up on Sunday morning, Yeah, yeah. Um, but certainly the guilt uh, is lessened you know, when the discipline is there and worked on where now Sunday you're done, Monday right. back to work, Tuesday, right. Wednesday. Exactly. Know. Yeah, because there, there's nothing shameful in enjoying life. Right. There's nothing shameful in enjoying a drink or enjoying rich food or enjoying, you know, gambling or, you know, any of these things that are defined as vice. You know what I mean? There's no shame in it. In and of themselves. Right. As long as if the shame comes from the lack of self-control. Mm -hmm. um, Actually, uh, my sister Cassie just chimed in and, and said, I admire your self-control, and Cass, thank you very much. That, that means quite a bit. So thank you for, one, thank you for listening, but two, thank you for chiming in, and then always for the, the kind words. So yeah, awesome. yeah. So, anyways, but yeah, thanks for the, uh, thanks for the love, little sis. Yeah. Anyways, back to talking about self-control. Self-control. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, again, the, so the discipline there's discipline and leisure, there's discipline and vice, there's discipline and, and habits, you know, mm -hmm. but it all comes from, you know, challenging yourself to understand it. And I mean, for me, the the discipline was, for a while, you know, I, I think it was like 13 months I was sober, and uh, I think, like, I didn't fucking count. I know that's what it was. <laughs> but uh, the discipline was knowing that I did not have the discipline to control it. Mm -hmm. And then when I eased back into it, Knowing that if I slip up again and if it does get to a point where it's consuming me, I know for sure I can walk away from it. Mm -hmm. And if I have to walk away from it again, it will be forever. Right. You know, and I know I'm confident in that result. You know, so now I maybe drink fuck once or twice a month maybe. But it's fallen out of its habit with me. Sure. You know what I mean? I, I'm not as enamored with that lifestyle. And I think what happened was through backing off from the alcohol is I realized how much of a positive impact I could have on the world around me when I'm sober, when I'm clear-headed, when I'm involved in what's going on. And as much as I love partying, as much as I love being drunk, now that I realize that I can serve a higher purpose, I can better serve the people around me through sobriety, the drinking has lost its allure. Right. You know, I would still classified as a vice because I do believe that once you're an addict, you're always an addict, right? Uh, once you're an alcoholic, you're always an alcoholic. Um, so it's still a vice, but it's not, it doesn't consume me anymore. Right. You know, I don't wake up hungover and then want to drink, whether it's from 
the physical turmoil of it, or like you said, the shame or the blame. You know, if, if I feel bad mentally, I'm just going to keep drinking and that'll go away because it always does. You sure. know? Um, but it's all, you know, again, the, the virtue of it was challenging myself and holding myself accountable. And sure. I, had, I had to admit that I was an alcoholic and that hurt my ego because right. that's an extreme weakness and that's what, uh, from talking to people that have gone through um, that are dealing with alcoholism and people that have dealt with addiction and stuff and it's the same thing it's shameful you feel weak yeah. you know but that the reality is you're human you're yeah. allowed to make mistakes very you know? human uh, and ego plays such a huge role in it um, as well as uh, true education you know uh, right. of self and uh, things of this nature uh, I remember when I was <clears throat> very young you know and uh, this was growing up um, uh, knowing, you know, I knew very well that we had addiction uh, uh, on, on both sides of the family, but uh, more so on my father's side. And and uh, and knowing that, I mean, I would drink and I would smoke, um, but I remember the first time that you know everyone was doing coke, and I was like, nah. in my head, I'm thinking, I'm like, now nah. I know it runs through my family. I know my father had, yeah. you know, severe addiction with. Uh, you know with that so I'm like I'm not gonna fuck with it and then you know then I'm like you know what I'm not gonna let that decide how I know it's addictive yeah, yeah, you know and yeah, I know yeah, it's running yeah. so I'm not gonna but I'm not gonna let that decide my fate because I am me you know I'm yep so and then that was the, you know that's how I ended up talking myself into doing it yeah thinking that I would be above the effects of it and uh, and it was a long road of just like Shit, the choice uh, choices and lifestyles, yeah. uh, and that it helped me to understand that it wasn't so much um, as the the chemical the chemical change or the drug itself, but it was the shortcomings that we're talking about. This is the part that I didn't know, you know, about the drug itself. Yeah, like why it hooks, like why yeah. you're like, oh, fuck, this is the one, you know, this is it. Yeah. it. you know, it's not the drug. It's it's what it's covering. Yeah. Um, and that I had to learn and re-understand and start to correct before yeah. I could break the chains easily. So where you say, you know, once an addict, always an addict, um, I, 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 can, I understand that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, can, I can start to understand that. Whether we're talking, you know, uh, the chemistry yeah. or whether we're talking, you know, mentally or whatever it may be. Uh, but I do believe that um, people can work toward um, and better themselves in ways that it makes it easier to detach from. Yeah, absolutely, man. But and uh, so for me, um, I don't want to say that I've I've cured my alcoholism. Right. You know, I haven't fallen victim to any binges or anything like that mm -hmm. since I came out of my sobriety. You know. Um, so by all measurable metrics, yes, I'm not an alcoholic anymore. Right. But having that mindset and understanding that there is a weakness in me mm. that is prone to that, I would like I would love to say yes, I'm a completely different person than I was, right. you know, three years ago when I went through all this. But the reality is, I'm human, yeah. and I'm. I'm as fallible as everybody else. So saying, yes, I'm, I am an alcoholic still mm -hmm. keeps me in the mindset of constantly working on what I'm going through. Sure. You know what I mean? 
appreciating being detached from that lifestyle of all of the things that you talk about, appreciating all the, the self work that went into it, mm -hmm. uh, appreciating the people in my life that, you know, helped me in whatever capacity they helped me to, to get to the point that I am now, you know, um, still framing myself and it keeps me, it keeps me from letting my ego take control too and saying, yes, I'm an alcoholic still, even though I had, I mean, I drank maybe five or six drinks on Saturday night when we were at my, we were at Eddie's house for his birthday, you mm -hmm. know, and that's it. That's, uh, I think all I've drank this month, right. you know, I had a couple of drinks on New Year's Eve, you know, so that's twice in the month of January that I've had drinks, I think. Right. So, uh, that, you know, for most people that doesn't define an alcoholic, Sure. you know, but knowing myself, yeah. knowing my, yeah. you know, propensity for, for falling victim to vice, yep. you know, and saying, okay, this is what, you know, the potential is if I don't keep it in the forefront of my mind, that yeah. is a possibility. Absolutely. You know? 100% uh, agree and understand. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, in that respect, owe a lot to my vices. Owe, yes. owe a lot to my vices. Because <laughs> it wasn't just one thing. I had the potential to make any one thing a vice yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. because they were covering up. Uh, you know, um, often similar shortcomings yeah. or similar. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to uh, uh, jump in real quick with this definition of vice. Okay. Um, amongst the other ones, uh, and it initially it didn't seem like it would fit, mm -hmm. but um, so vice, like a vice president, you know, is uh, acting as a deputy or substitute for. Interesting. Acting as a substitute for. Okay. So taking it out of the technical definition of what that means, you know what I mean? The, the vice sheriff, the vice, you know, fucking president, the vice president or uh, vice, uh, like CEO, whatever, all that mm -hmm. other shit, you know, assistant to the whoever, but substituting in. Mm -hmm. So exactly like you're saying vice, when we look at it as far as chemical addiction and stuff is substituting for a shortcoming. Yeah. And I thought that was a very profound, uh, way to kind of measure vice as well. Sure. So is it leisure, again, leisure activity, bad habit, or is it vice, is it substituting, is it covering up for a weakness? Is it in place of something that we're lacking? Mm -hmm. You know, and I think the, you know, the way that you've been framing it and stuff fits neatly into that definition. Yeah, so. absolutely. No, good point, you know, vice president, I uh, never questioned what that was, why that right. term uh, was used in that way, uh, because the usual definitions are the definition I found was, you know, immoral or wicked behavior, mm -hmm. um, you know, or, or, or a weakness in character. Weakness of character, mm -hmm. yeah. <clears throat> but you know, in that weakness in character, breaking that down um, into a substitute for something yeah. else. Yeah. yeah, no, I think that's perfect. Absolutely, I think that's perfect. Um, I like that uh, the immoral or wicked behavior. Mm -hmm. um, a, uh, a quote I found from uh, Socrates. Uh, was uh, to accustom your body to be the servant of your mind, mm -hmm. right? So uh, instead of the other way around, um, your mind being the servant of your of your body, right? Mm -hmm. Your body is the servant of your mind. So we we condition ourselves through through labor, through physical training, uh, through um, you know you and I have been talking a lot about breath work and stuff like that, right? <laughs> but everything that our body does is to serve uh, increasing the fortitude of our mind, right? Right. So kind of following that logic, it becomes an immoral 
or wicked behavior to treat your body poorly because your body is supposed to be serving to uh, heighten your mind. Sure. Right. So when you're using substances and you're and you're physically abusing your body or you're not training or you know you're you're overindulging in, in food or whatever if you're if you're in any way allowing or forcing your body to become weak or uh, forcing your body to become weak you're doing your mind a disservice you're you're uh, treating yourself immorally right? right so it's it's immoral to treat your body poorly okay right? now that's not saying that you know, having a drink occasionally, that occasionally putting your body through stressors is bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, that's what strength training is. You know, you, you stress your body and then it becomes stronger. Uh, if you have a drink that's providing a temporary stress to your body, I'm not saying that drinking is going to increase your fortitude or anything like that, but um, I mean, it increases your drinking tolerance. Right? <laughs> but uh, so, you know, these, these occasional stressors, but you know, saying that we're going to be disciplined we drink and then you know this night we drink and then the next day we don't that increases the strength of our mind you right. know what i mean so as long as we're not damaging our body to the point that our mind suffers for it right. that we suffer shame or guilt right yeah and uh um uh, a couple things just even the last thing you said in, in regards to having a couple of drinks when we say we're going to uh and having that help to increase our uh, discipline uh, or willpower, but I think it also has to do with the time before that, prior to that we're not, right. we're not right. indulging or overindulging. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, I think vice has always been synonymous with sin. Uh, yes. You know, for those yes. very for those very reasons, you know, yes. as far as the body is the temple, uh, and oftentimes we talk about um, external versus internal um, stimuli. Sure. Um, and I think that would be the difference. You know, they say people, you know, something, something uh, of the flesh, you know, people that uh, become addicted to things of the flesh, you know, yeah. these outside yeah. um, uh, uh, stimulations uh, opposed to what builds and strengthens the mind yeah. And, yeah. and doing it the other way around. Yeah. So um, it, it, it makes perfect sense. And we are by no means... Uh, Professionals, yeah, but you know we're by no means professionals, um, you know, but we do use we do speak from our own experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, people have their own experience, um, in which we're always trying to learn from. Yeah, and I think oftentimes uh, we try to take these negativisms uh, that we've experienced, yeah. uh, both yeah. individual levels, and try and understand how we can work rework a weakness um, so it becomes a strength yeah so it could help better us yeah. uh, every day because it's easy to utilize the strength to be better sure um, yeah. but you know as they say you're, you're only as strong as your weakest link sure. and that could even be within the self you know I can it doesn't matter how much I'm uh, gaining in the gym you know uh, if I'm if I don't educate myself or read shit yeah. outside of that if yeah. I don't do anything else or if my diet sucks, um, we are working to be as well-rounded as possible, yeah. as, as humanly possible. And, and one of those ways is taking things like vices and re-understanding them for ourselves yeah. and how they could better uh, promote a, a, a you know a better s state of mind, um, 
quality of life absolutely and things of that nature man so certainly uh, whenever you guys are catching up with the the convo um, you know let us know your thoughts uh, on what vice means to you um, and whether you think it could be used in a positive way to, to uh, self-benefit or if you think we're full of shit you yeah. know <laughs> you know let yeah, us know because yeah, it's sure. you know I, I'd love to um, open it up in, in, in the conversation yeah yeah um, you know with other people checking in on yeah. this absolutely I mean yeah, and that's kind of the uh, one of the driving forces behind us choosing this format you know going going live on Facebook and obviously you, you know the times that we choose and stuff are gonna vary on, on who's around but you know being able to have people chime in and, and challenge us you know because yeah. it's uh, it's a conversation sure. at the end of it you know what I yeah. mean as I this is for us to flesh out our ideas to, yeah. to present them you know to the, the modern stoa you know right. and uh, but love the the challenger the you know whether it, it makes sense to you what you know what's your interpretation of what you're saying or mm -hmm. like you said once if we're if we're full of shit challenge us and then right. that gives us the opportunity to go back and reevaluate you know are are we as strong in our beliefs as we thought or did we miss something right you know um it's it's just all part of the process man it's all part of the process and like kind of like you said we're we're by no means you know completely virtuous beings at all and uh prone to our vices absolutely sure. and sure. uh this over the past couple of weeks i've been contemplating this topic um the one, the one thing I just kind of stumbled on in my mind was uh, anything outside of discipline is vice. Mm. So as long as it's the leisure activity we built into our discipline schedule, it's fine. Right. But for me, like I've been getting horrible with my diet and thinking about the vice of overindulgence. It, like I shouldn't be indulging every single day. I don't need to indulge every single day. It's not right. adding value to my life. Mm -hmm. So even just having this as a you know in the forefront of my mind for contemplation has challenged me to reevaluate my ability to be disciplined my strength and everything you know so absolutely um yeah please uh, weigh in yeah you know if you have anything i mean i think most of the people that that watch know how to get in touch with us directly so yeah. if you want to say something scathing and you don't want to do it on a public forum more than uh, more than welcome to message us privately. Sure. And then we're gonna screenshot it and put it on Facebook. <laughs> Full blast. Um, yeah, but either way, man, I don't think we have uh, that thin of skin. Um, but uh, just before we get uh, out from the topic, uh, the last thing you were saying, you know, we are uh, prone to our vices. Sure. Um, but but the fact that even within that discipline and uh, can become a vice at times. Yeah. Uh, we were talking earlier about. Uh, you know, utilizing self-help books, uh, oh, yeah. utilizing, you know, self-help podcasts or those YouTube videos for motivation and, uh, you know, getting caught sometimes in doing and in, in, in learning um, more than we're actually doing. Yeah. Uh, and so therefore that in which started as being something that is beneficial yeah. um, becomes that no more. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that's just a, a real good example of kind of what we mean, understanding why it is we're going to the those self help books. Yeah, yeah. And and understanding that we actually have to do the work. Are we actually learning anything and doing it? Right. Or are we just reading it to say that we're reading it because it makes us feel better for reading it. Right. Right? Or right. watching the videos or whatever. Sure. Yeah. You know. But yeah, man. Uh or again, or or maybe we're just full of shit. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Tune in Who next knows? week. Yeah. <laughs> next week to find out more. Sure. Awesome, man. Cool. Cool.
Yeah, Quince, man, as always, thank you for your time, brother. It's yes, been sir. a blast. Appreciate the uh, time. Thank you guys for tuning on, tuning in. Um, if you're checking us out on YouTube, please don't be bashful. Hit the like button. Uh, give us a share. Throw us some comments on here. If you like, dislike it. Um, you know, let us know. All right. Appreciate All right. you. Until next time.